Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media where we bring you actionable advice to help you grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, Vice President of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and with me is Luke Acri, President of Reminder Media. What's up, everybody? Today, our guest got her start in the insurance and financial world in 2012, where she learned the ins and outs of the commission and entrepreneurship world and quickly found her place. Being passionate about getting others to be where they want to be financially has led her to her current team, whose motto is teamwork makes the dream work. And I love this one, good vibes only. As a licensed insurance broker and financial strategist, she is the managing partner at Present Financial, where she leads her clients to plan for their future and secure peace of mind. Shiva Iranka, welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. How are you guys? Doing well. Thanks yeah, for being here. Yeah, doing awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. <laughs> Shiva, I have to admit... I'm so I, happy to be there. I'm, <laughs> your energy is awesome, guys. We've been talking to Shiva before, okay. obviously, the podcast coming on here. Her energy is phenomenal, so you're be prepared. You're going to be blown away by this interview. What I love about having people like Shiva on the podcast is... They're not just people that are pontificating in an office somewhere going, this is a great idea for marketing. Because sometimes, I hate to admit it, but yeah. you and I, like we're a marketing company, right, Josh? Yep. So sometimes we have to check ourselves and catch ourselves going, wait a second, are we just theorizing here? Are we just pontificating or do these strategies and things actually work? Shiva is actually practicing in the business. Like she is working and grinding every single day. So Shiva, if you could, you know, my first question that I always ask is just, could you introduce yourself to our audience like give them the 30,000 foot view of who you are tell us kind of how you got into the business how you ended up here just introduce yourself absolutely well Shiva Iranka I actually I'm Persian from Iran I moved to California in 2010 where I began a journey of working and find this office which was an accounting department I started that and the boss that I had actually really hated me so for two years, I had to make sure that I'm making money living in California. As we know, it's really expensive. Yes. Uh, I actually was looking for the next thing. And 2012, I got introduced to the insurance industry where I had no idea what it was, what I was getting myself into. But uh, they just told me I had to get out of my last job because of my boss who made my life miserable. Uh, I literally went to the recruiting, found out that I have to go take a test. Passed, uh, failed my uh, exam twice before I was able to pass the third time. But because of the fact that I needed to get out, I literally just started this journey not knowing what I was getting myself into. Started in an office close to my house, didn't work out, then traveled an hour to Orange County, which is an hour away from me, to be able to find for another mentor in the same company because uh, I didn't really have anyone helping me. But I did have a mentor Tina Azari, as we all know him, he literally believed in my capabilities because I literally had people telling me, you're not going to make it. Uh, you're a failure. You know, mm. you're too nice. This is not for you. But I'm a fighter and they call me Lion and Black Widow for a reason. I wanted to make sure that I proved them wrong, you know. So uh, I began my journey, my first year traveling an hour to work, coming back. Uh, went there, failed because I didn't have a trainer then. I kept like, you know, uh, gaining knowledge, making sure that uh, what I'm doing in this business, uh, since no one's helping me except a mentor, I needed to make sure that I could go somewhere. So I did whatever I can after my first year of failing. My second year, I did everything in my power to not give up 
uh, no excuses. I couldn't quit. The pressure was there. I had to make it in this industry. And my second year, uh, actually, I made it to convention, which was a dream. Um, my family never we were able to travel, but uh, Hawaii was one of the places that I always wanted to go. You know, we always went to a lake for like a vacation <laughs> growing up. But I was like, I got to take my husband to Hawaii. So 2013, after my first year, I literally like gave everything I can in this industry and made it to convention and took him to Hawaii. That's and awesome. That was just a very um, powerful thing, kind of confirmed to me because I didn't have any confidence in the beginning, knowing that everyone was like, you're not going to make it. You're too nice. And as we know, sales, you got to be aggressive. So I had to learn that. And uh, that journey, that convention made it all possible for me. So I'm here now leading uh, kind of our brokerage uh, office that we opened two years ago. Yeah. Four years, I was with a captive company, one company um, only. Again, it was a very tough situation because then you lose clients to competitors. But then I did whatever I can to keep myself positive. Positivity is a very powerful, uh, powerful thing for me. That's awesome. So then... Uh, Two years ago, almost, uh, my best friends, uh, Sina and Sarah, husband and wife, opened up Present Financial, uh, where everything began. I literally transitioned from a broker, uh, captive to a brokerage, going from one company knowing to 120, whatever that was possible. But I was so excited because losing clients in my previous company, I worked really hard and I care for everyone. So it was almost like I had to do whatever I can for them. So transitioning from captive to brokerage um, was actually really exciting because I wanted to do more and it was game time. Almost like you go to a university for four years, but you understand the insurance industry making money at the same time. But then you come to this other next thing and it's like, oh, shoot, you know, game time is on. So I'm now managing our second office, which is in beautiful San Diego, open up July 1st of 2017. Um, right now, I'm ma uh, managing, leading, looking for the next partners who I can kind of give them everything that I've gone through, but in an easier way so that I could teach them how it is. You could actually create this house without learning all the maps and the little things. I'm going to show you how it is because... I, I've been there. Action speaks louder. And for me, talk is cheap. So it's one of those situations that if you got the right mindset, as we discussed earlier, I got your back. So you, you know? just so, celebrated your sorry, I, one year anniversary recently. We did. That's we did. exciting. Uh, literally, wow. Yeah, it's very exciting. You know, as I said, certain people, not everyone's made for insurance or real estate or aggressive type of careers like that. But um, everyone can try. And if you, because I didn't know I could do insurance, it was kind of boring for me. And being able to tell people like, hey, buy life insurance, you're going to die. You know, it was kind of like difficult. <laughs> buy life insurance, I, you're going to die. That's that. a great sales pitch. Buy life insurance, you're going to you die. <laughs> you have to combat that with a little bit of positivity, I think. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. And God gave me a personality to care for people and I think everything I've gone through from being 14, a bagger at a grocery store to ice cream scooper to a hostess of a restaurant to server to a beer tub girl, like to four o'clock in the morning and every little thing, it brought me to where I am today, mm -hmm. uh, managing a hair salon in Atlanta because I'm from Atlanta and all those things was 
God's creation for me to say, you know what? Everything is meant for you to do this. And I'm so passionate to what I do, even though it's everyone looks at it as a boring thing. But if you have the hustle and you got the mindset, it's amazing. Well, talk a little bit you, about that you because could change people's lives. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. Yeah, tell us a little bit because you, you do have a very interesting interesting story. What um, what instrumental life events would you say really played a role in getting you where you are today? Absolutely. The beginning, obviously, uh, I had no confidence that I could do this, but I had a lot of people really. Um, those hate words of you're never going to make it, you know, all those little things. And my husband working really hard as a hair professional stylist and me seeing him, what he's doing and trying to create the next best thing. Cause I, I really didn't know what was my potential. I just knew I have the hard work in me. And I think all those little things and fighting to try to always get to the next step, it kind of motivated me to not quit and now that I have so many good supporters and mentors like like Sina and his wife and Matt French, you know, all these people kind of motivated me that, you know what, don't give up. We all have your back. And as long as you have that support, I think you're good to go. And um, I literally went door knocking in the beginning of my journey. Um, I had to do that. I uh, started my, my whole clientele with cold calls. Um, those mailers and responders was like a... 5%, which was the icing on the cake, but <laughs> I, I wanted to go cold call, you know, because if you hear no so many times, you're going to get the yes. And that one yes can create so many yeses so because true. of that referral. So I would tell you like my two years or still, I still do cold calling. I don't do door knocking anymore. Absolutely. I do. Um, thank God I've created that, um, uh, first two years as an insurance or real estate, they always say, you have to give it all your first two years, not think about that whale, that big case. You have to go through the fishes. You yes. have to learn the business. You have to get yourself so strong to the level that, you know what, now I'm going to make sure that the real money comes in. And people quit, unfortunately, in the beginning. Like they don't give it a chance, like, like, like you have to. If you have the support, that's what you got to do. Why do you think, you do you think that, people quit, uh, Shiva? Because we just did like our theme of the week. And this will probably come out after our theme for those listening to it. But you can go back and check out the, the stuff on our theme is about, you know, basically the, pe the mistakes that realtors make and insurance people make in their first years in the business. Why do you think people quit like that? Like, how did you overcome not quitting? You know, it could be two things. Um, people quit, number one, because they're lazy. Number two, because where they work, they don't really have the support and they're not happy. The other people who do quit, it's just because they don't really give it a try. And I have dealt with a lot of agents who literally didn't want it to give it a try because commission business to them was not something they wanted to that they wanted to do. They were too comfortable. And I think when people are too comfortable and they, they, they don't really have that support, that motivation, I got your back, keep doing what you're doing. I've already been there. Like keep taking them to their whys. They're not going to quit. Maybe they'll give it a little bit of a try. They need that holding of the hand in the very beginning and that motivation. And I'm talking about those people who care to do that because there's certain people as we all work with them, they're just not made to right. do like these little things because they're 
attitude is not there. Right attitude is so important. And bad attitude is going to kind of transition into quitting after a little while because you don't want to literally be happy. You don't, you're negative. That's such okay. a great point. That's, you know, that's kind of my mentality. Something that uh, I tend to gloss over so much is that support. That, you know, a lot of times I tend to go to the practical application of here's the script you should be doing. You should be making this many phone calls. But like a support group, having someone there to support you, motivate you. Who would you say is your biggest inspiration? Like when you look back on your career, who has been that biggest inspiration for you? For my career, right? Mm -hmm. I would say Sina Azari. Okay. Uh, For those like who don't know, sorry to, sorry to cut you off. We actually okay. interviewed Cena, okay. so he, she keeps mentioning his name. So I want to plug the interview on the podcast. We did a podcast interview with Cena. Amazing uh, interview. But uh, so you guys can check that out, too. Absolutely. You know, um, growing up, I've never really had a boss or like a manager or leader who really believed in me. But he gave me a chance. And uh after him really coaching me with my mentality, taking me from a weakness to this strong person, constantly being there when I needed it, not giving up on me when I was weak and maybe emotional and kind of didn't know where I was going. Like he literally was there for me every single day uh, of my, my first year. And that to me was so inspiring. And till this day, He's still like I look up to him because he is my mentor and I owe it to him big time because those hours of going to his place and coming back home and working every single day was all worth it because he gave me a chance to tap in my potential and create this Black Widow and Shiva. And <laughs> that's you know, awesome. That to me is so important. Yeah. A good leader is that a, a person who believes in your capability and supports you every single time until you like. You're like ready to go. You're like you're that black lion. Widow. You're ready to go. You <laughs> I got think it's it. a great takeaway for everybody listening is, you know, finding that mentor, especially if you're mm-hmm. early in your career. You know, people aren't uh, walking around looking for people to mentor. Right. You really have to be proactive and what you're doing right. and, and really chasing after that and then making sure that once you once you find that person that you recognize, right, kind of what you right. have there and then. You, you might even have to pester them a little bit to make sure that you know that you're you're looking <laughs> exactly. for this help. And so it's it's great to have someone. And I think everyone that listening can take something away from that. But what would you say then has really been kind of your biggest struggle, either getting past that hump? You know, you you've you found a mentor. You're working on your career. What has been like this biggest struggle since then that you have found to take it to that next level where you are now? Um, in the beginning. Uh, are you talking in the beginning sure, or yeah. like, like now? Nah. Yeah. In the beginning, um, my first year obviously was like my failure time. Mm-hmm. It was my biggest struggle because I didn't know if like clients were saying no to me and like, you know, I didn't really have people like teaching me everything. And it was very, very, very tough. So as I said, my mentor kind of helped me through it. But like trying to get that prospect to sit down with me because I was still struggling on how to actually like approach a client uh, in a way that they can actually trust me to manage their money, talk about life insurance, all those little things that I had to do. So what I did is I, I kept going to these appointments, coming out, looking back and say, oh, okay, this is the mistake I made. I got to make sure the next appointment, I don't repeat that again. So like 
those were my struggles. Getting the prospect to really trust me in the very beginning was mm-hmm. a struggle. Uh, doing that sale was a struggle. My first year, I made $10,000. No joke. <laughs> if my husband wasn't there for me to support me, like, I literally don't even know if I could have made it. Mm. But you know what? There was light at the end of the tunnel was like, Shiva, you're struggling. You're breaking down, but you're going to break through because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Don't give up. Knowledge is power. Keep like feeding yourself whatever it is that you got to do to get out of this struggle. You see, like those were my struggles, like getting, being able to have someone trust me to talk about money. You know what I mean? It was yeah. So if I'm very a new tough. like agent, say I'm an insurance agent just getting started in the business and I'm doing the cold calls and I'm suffering from this trust. How like what's some advice you would give them of how to build trust with with a prospect when they enter the home and when they're calling the person? Like what are some of the techniques or things that you try to do to build trust with people, even from a marketing or sales standpoint? Absolutely. See, there's three types of personalities we deal with normally, analyticals, interpersonal and dynamic. I kind of learned how to be able to, when I'm meeting someone who's analytical, how to break that wall because they're like sitting down trying to get as much information (laughs) from me. So my goal is playing that ping pong with them to the point that, boom, I'm going to hit the goal. So I always try to teach them when you go meet someone because the trust comes from building relationship first then they're going to trust you to give you mm. the case. There's a lot of new agents, unfortunately, Luke uh, and Josh, they come in and they look at other big like veteran agents that they have so much money that they're, they're, they're bringing in, but they're not learning the systematic of what you got to do to build that trust first for the client to give you the case. Because all of us, we've been around for so long to gain that trust to do that. So I always tell them, Build the wall, bring their wall down and care for them. Actually do what they're asking you to do. Then they're going to trust you to say, okay, if you didn't close the first case, but you did what they want to do, they're going to remember you because not a lot of agents are going to do that. So I teach them to make sure that you always want to care for the client in a true way, not in a fake way. They always say, fake it till you make it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but I'm not in these type of situations. So I teach them that step by step, you have to make sure you how to talk to the client, how to build that trust, because when you do, cases are going to start coming to you. you I know? think that's an amazing sales just point. Ego. Yep. That's an amazing <laughs> sales point that I think you're pointing out is Absolutely. that the, the key to building trust is always the relationship. And how do you build a relationship right. with somebody? It's understanding their greatest pains and their greatest desires. And once you understand people's greatest Absolutely. pains and greatest desires, it's not that you're trying to use those against them in a manipulative fashion. It's you're trying to help them achieve those. You're trying to help them accomplish the greatest desires that they want or over overcome Absolutely. the greatest pains in their life. And so I think that Absolutely. point you're making of when you walk in the home or you, when you get on the phone with somebody, hey, is this person an analytical person? Are they interpersonal? Are they dynamic? Like, who is this person and what do they want? And that's what I call right. in our sales process, we call it like the discovery phase, where you're trying to do the discovery phase of your sales process. And so you can right. then go based upon this dis- discovery pay, uh, phase, I'm now going to pre- present the the proposal that I have to get you this benefit that will help you in what I just discovered. Uh, So I think that's an amazing point. Amazing. Absolutely. 
How do you measure I mean, success? You gotta to- do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do for that success. How do you measure success in your business today, Shiva? I measure success uh, through the journey that I've built. I look at every year that I've built myself in a better and like positive and greater way. That to me is success. You know, money is obviously like we're all going to make money. The question is, what did you do to get to that money? You know, the money will come, but that's the journey that I've taken from the time that I started or like started my job to this day. Every step that I've taken has been a success to me. That's how I actually measure success. It's the journey that I've taken this whole year, especially this insurance, like (laughs) not even knowing that I would get to where I am today and leading an office. I mean, that's the biggest success I could possibly have, you know? So that that's how I look. It's, at it's such a great outlook. <laughs> but I'm trying to get bigger. Ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can always make more money. Is what I say. You know, you can always make more. Absolutely. But no, it's such a good way to look at it. Your perspective, even as you stated in your story, you you believe that everything that has happened to you, from the managing of a hair salon to everything, even like the you said what you were in in a bar, like a bar girl or something like that. All those things happened for a reason and yeah. got you to this place. Gary V. I think talks about all the time. You got to learn to enjoy the the ride, the journey. It's not necessarily about the win. I had a friend that asked me one time an interview question that he asked, which I thought is interesting, is he goes, do you prefer to win or do you prefer to not lose? Mm. And people, he say, struggle with that question. Like, ask yourself, like, if I asked you the question, do you prefer to win or do you prefer to not lose? And he says, by the way, they answer that question. I can kind of tell what drives them. And he asked me that question without me knowing. I said, well, I really prefer not to lose. I don't really care about the winning. Like, I don't care about the trophies and stuff like that. I care to, I don't want to lose, (laughs) which is more about the battle and the fight and all those good things. I'm curious because we have a ton of people listening to this that are like you trying to build their business, right? I'm curious, like when you set out, you talked about cold calling, but when you look at your, your business and what you're trying to grow, how are you generating leads for your business? Like, what does your business look like from that standpoint? And how do you go after that and attack that on a day-to-day basis? Because that's, I'm sure, what is the question on everybody's mind. Okay, here, she's built a successful business. How is she generating leads? Like, how is it just cold calling? If it's cold calling, where are you getting the list from? Could you share a little detail on that of how you've grown the business? Well, I kind of do the variety of so many different things. Okay. You can't just depend on the leads that you get from the company, but... Uh, Present Financial does provide us leads, like we're grateful for that. But I do have like referral business, uh, knowing what I do, I'm literally going after my friends and individuals that I know. That's another way of prospecting. I love it. I use social media a lot because as I'm learning what is a good product for, for example, we have three different groups of people that we have. We have the younger millennial group that haven't planned for the future. We have the middle ones that have family, that they're creating that family. And then we have the uh, social security benefit beneficiaries, which three different groups. So there's so much that you could be able to do with these three different groups. So like social media, you could kind of like get it out there to all the younger individuals. Hey, this is what I do. And I normally have like a my way of prospecting today or my way of generating is more like towards recruiting and getting agents. But obviously as a producer, 
I put like, if I do life insurance, I'm going to put a code up there about life insurance on social media because today everyone's on social media. Right. No matter what, there's so many people watching what you do, even though they're not liking or commenting, they're watching what you do. You know what I mean? That's a great so like, point. It's almost like, absolutely. If your company allows you to use social media and I used to use it as a personal way. But then that created me to gain so many people to trust me and look at my story to now go to the next step. I'm doing business now. Mm. So now they kind of see both ways of what I do and they already trust me. So the trust is already there. I know who Shiva is. Let me go ahead and buy a life insurance from her. So now I got another prospect uh, prospect out of that. Referrals, uh, seminars, we do a lot of seminars because we do deal with a lot of retirees or people who do retire. Okay. And obviously, agents in our office are door knocking constantly. It, if you believe in your success, if you really believe that there is something out there for you, you got to do whatever it is to just, if you have to see people, you got to do whatever you can to get there. Not just get comfortable and say, is the company going to provide me leads? Okay, if they do, then I'm going to go work for them. <laughs> Those leads are just name and number. You know what I That's mean? That's true. The matter of fact is face-to-face today or social media, people watching you, that's the trust that you could get to get those referrals and people wanting to do business with you. And that's what I do, exactly. <laughs> now, you told a story. You, you have to tell this story because I think a lot of people that are listening are trying to figure out how to use something like Instagram to generate leads for their business. And I think you mentioned at the Disruptor that you had actually gotten a deal. I think it was a $10 million life insurance policy, yes. right, from an Instagram story. From an Instagram uh, post. A post, okay. Like, you know, stories are 24 hours normally, but yeah. you could be so creative on a day-to-day to make it fun. And then uh, the post stays there, so the hashtags allows you to kind of filter it into Instagram. And uh, I do have a lot of friends. Obviously, when you do business, you don't want to talk to family and friends in the very beginning. <laughs> but I had a referral from a friend uh, that they watched me on social media and they saw uh, that I do life insurance. Okay. And they trusted me, so it's like, okay, let's do like a $10 million life insurance. And <laughs> that to me was a confirmation that social media is a <laughs> It's all about that. doing what you're doing. I love the Absolutely. point you made, though. You know oh, go ahead. Share what you were going to share. <laughs> no, no, no. I was saying you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love the point you made about you use social media to do the same exact thing that you talked about that you struggled with in the beginning, which is building trust. And that's so like, I think what we struggle with in all of us who are salespeople, whether we're in real estate insurance or even just us as a marketing company, is we want that instant gratification. And a lot of these tools like social media, a lot of these tools like door knocking are not going to be instant gratification. It's in the consistency that you do them that will present to you the opportunity and you better be ready when that opportunity comes knocking at your door. And so utilizing that to build trust, just so that people know practically, what are the things you're posting on your social media? Is it just your everyday life? Is it stuff about business? Like, can you give them a little flavor of what you're posting? Absolutely. During the days when I'm in the office, uh, I normally like talk about the office. Like I, every story is mostly during the days, weekdays are all about present, my work, what I do. And then when I go out at nights, uh, I po- kind of post like if I go to a party or somewhere that I want to share it on the story, 
I do that on my story as well, weekends. The reason why I do that is because some people are like, let's just make our Instagram, social media just personal. Some people are like, let's just make it business. To me, I think if you have a combination of both, people are going to see, because today everything is visual. People are going to see who you are as a person. Who do you hang out normally with? And okay, this is a legit person and this is what she does every single day. You know, like I actually got a recruit because of my social media that I've been doing since Disruptor. Nice. Uh, if you remember, I kind of let them know that I'm still trying to find my brand and I'm still trying to like be aggressive. And ever since then, thank God, I've literally been consistent doing that. And I actually got to recruit this young uh, hustler guy, millennial, 22 year old that uh, is starting. Uh, he's been starting with me in San Diego. So you got to do that. So people get to know who you really are. I'm sure you guys know exactly who I am based on my yep. Instagram, you know, everything is real. There's no fakeness. It's like, I want people to get inspired because of me, because of everything that I do. So if you want to work with me, you know exactly who I am, yep. you know? I love how you, uh, and don't miss the point that uh, Shiva made there. Whenever we were at this tour, actually saying, being open and transparent about what you're looking for currently in your business. You're looking mm -hmm. for people that are joining right. your team that are like you, that are like-minded, that are going yep. to come on board and help you build and grow this thing that you're looking to do. And you grabbed right. that opportunity, made sure that, you know, and this, this is the takeaway for even your social media, making sure that you're putting out there what you're looking to achieve. We had a podcast um, uh, or networking. Yes. Where it's like when you're networking with people, making sure that you are right. letting people know what you're looking what your for, goal is. what your goal is, and then what exactly. value you can bring to them. So what would you say exactly. are the three things kind of talking about, you know, success and, and doing things daily and taking opportunities? Uh, what would you say are the three things that you do every day that help drive your success? Um, I got to start my day in a positive note. I can't start it negative. Even if it's negative, I try to go walk by the beach for like a meditation or something. Oh, now you just so, making us jealous. Yeah. So we're sitting here. The beach makes everybody saying, happy. <laughs> I'm trying to recruit you guys to come to yeah. Cali. No, I'm kidding. That won't be a hard I'm effort. <laughs> that would not be hard. Um, <laughs> I actually uh, start my day positivity. So as I mentioned in Disrupt Tour 2, I normally try to look at something positive, like if it's video, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I normally like day to day, I try to put like, my social media work, like everything that I do on a daily basis, like when I'm at the office or whatever, I try to put that um, on social media. And because I'm into leadership, I have to keep motivating my agents and making sure they're like, you know, doing whatever they can on a day to day basis. So these three things are very important. Obviously, I manage the office, so I got to make sure I'm always there on a daily basis. And I thank God for everything he's created for me. Mm. So these are like the stuff that I do every single day. Because um, I don't know, to me, it's like when you wake up and you're healthy and you could be able to do the things that you do on a daily basis, that's automatically is a positive thing. And once you have that, if you drive the positivity throughout your day, everything just falls into what it's supposed to be. So those three things are my main things that I do. I love it. Love it. So looking back now, now that you've been doing this for a while, you know, what would you tell younger Shiva? Where would you, you know, invest more of your time and energy and money? Where would you run away from and never do again? Like, what would you tell your younger self from an advice standpoint? 
if if I can go back and the things that I wouldn't do. <laughs> Or do more of. Yeah, or, 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 or do, do or more do of, more. yes. Or the things you go, man, I wish I would have invested a hundred times more in that. Uh, but yeah, what would you tell your younger self? You know, I would say like, uh, if I had this mentality, obviously back then, I would say like, make sure the confidence is there and make sure that you're not giving up. And if I could like literally learn and be a better leader of generating more um agents, you know, I would definitely do that because now I'm into leadership and I'm trying to create my A team. But I would tell my younger self that make sure that you never not have any confidence, make sure you do the things you got to do and like keep building yourself. Like mm -hmm. I wish I could go back six years ago because I'm sure I would have been in a better situation or, or a better mentality, but everything happens for a reason. So I would tell myself to make sure you do a better job of generating like more agents and helping others and yes. not giving up and things like that. That is so awesome. <laughs> that confidence. I know. I don't know. About I you. hope that helps. It does. Yeah. It does. I know it'll help our, our listeners here. I don't know about you, Luke, but I mean, the one thing I took away from this one is positivity. Yes. The, the energy, the you guys have got to watch these interviews on our YouTube channel, Reminder yes. Media on YouTube. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm, maybe it's because I'm watching. Yeah, because like we're watching. Our, yeah, watching. I mean, the <laughs> smiles and just the, I mean, bouncing off of that, it's, it's awesome. And I love, I have to make the point that the best investment you can ever make is in yourself. And I know it's kind of cliche, but the best investment you, you can ever make is in yes. yourself. And I always make the point with confidence Absolutely. is that confidence is not something you fake. Confidence comes from you know, having an authority on a subject matter is basically having Absolutely. an understanding on something that you feel confident about. And so that's the reason why people don't like public speaking because they don't do it often. So the way to build your confidence is actually exactly. to fail. And that's what people don't understand about confidence is confidence is built through failure because once you fail, it's you, you, achi you your achievement comes through all your failures. Yeah. I know that's kind of corny, but it's the Absolutely. truth. Absolutely. Well, thank you so hey, much for being here. If you don't fail, Steve. you can't succeed. <laughs> yes, that's Absolutely. the truth. So tell uh, tell everyone before we close uh, where they can connect with you on social media. Um, absolutely. I have Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, and also LinkedIn. But it's Shiva, S-H-I-V, Victor, A Apple, Iranka, I-R-A-N-K-H-A-H. And that's my first and last name. So once you find it, Connect with me if I could inspire you in any way. She will I'm inspire you. She will. Trust me, guys. <laughs> Definitely check her out. And we'll put it in the, in the show notes as well. So you Absolutely. guys can find all of her social links in the show notes as well. Thank you, everybody, for You're listening. Awesome. If you liked what you heard, please go on to iTunes and give us five stars and leave a comment. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. If you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast.remindermedia.com or you can find us as well on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on all of the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, at Reminder Media on all of those. Thanks again, Shiva, for being here. For this episode of Stay Thank Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Aker, guys. And I'm going to close with this action item. It's a, it's a decently big action item that might take you a little bit of time. But, you know, it's something that we don't talk about a ton here on the Stay Paid podcast. And a lot of times I don't focus on it a ton, but I have it in my own life. And I know how critical it's been for my growth. It's finding a mentor. 
And I want to encourage each and every one of you in the action item this week that if you have a mentor, reach out to your mentor. Make sure you're spending time. And, and a lot of times we have mentors in, my, in our lives that we don't engage with enough. So thank them for being your mentor and keep that engagement going. But if you don't have a mentor, this is really speaking to you, this action item. Find someone in your life that you look up to that, that can help you go where you want to go and be that encouragement because... It's like Shiva said, a lot of times success is really driven by, you know, are you becoming the better version of yourself that you want to see every day? And as Ed Milet always says, is when you get to the end, are you going to be seeing the twin, basically the person that you could have been, all the greatness you could have been? Are you going to be looking at your twin at the end of your life? Are you just going to be looking at someone that's so far off from the greatness that you could have become? And a mentor is someone that can help keep guiding you and bouncing you back to that why to that mission that you're trying to accomplish. So my action item for this podcast is go find a mentor, someone that's been there, done that, that can be that encouragement and that guiding light to give you that extra push to keep going and not give up and not be part of the 90% that usually fails in every industry within the first five years. So guys, the difference between a top producer in any industry and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. So take action on that advice today. 